So, when you are getting to the point where this activity, making marks, this technique that I've been talking about, of making marks on this flat surface, piece of paper, uh, using colors, using whatever appeals to you in the moment, because this is a spontaneous exercise. This is about spontaneity. It is not about premeditation. It is not about standing back and analyzing. This is what this technique of painting, drawing is. It's sidestepping all of that idea that we have to have technical accomplishments, that we have to be qualified, that we have had to have had some um, innate talent that has separated us out at birth from the rest, and there are those who can and those who can't. Once this technique has started to massage and soothe and smooth all of, all of those social concerns away about the act of painting, of making a picture, of being an artist. Once that has happened, then, um, and you're, you're, you're going as far as you want to go, you're not restricting yourself, you're not restraining yourself from excess, that you can be as excessive and self-indulgent and all of those sort of words that have got puritanical overtones of thou shalt not, um, um, of minding your P's and Q's and by that I mean just being a well-behaved citizen. This is not what this is. This is a license to do whatever you want. This is your personal time. It's your private, it's a private space from the world of work, the world of family, the world of partners, the world of... It's you. This is you. Which in and itself is uh, a thing to struggle for. And also a thing that we might want to escape from by, I don't know, by distracting ourselves, um, you know, computer games, uh, anything not to be with ourselves, anything not to find out something more about ourselves. Although, I mean, those, those things do tell a lot about you, but this is such a direct route and it's such a, such an immediate manifestation of something inside you there and unlike a piece of music which is which was the appeal the appeal of this of, of making a picture it's unlike a piece of music unlike a novel unlike a film it's so immediate because it's 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 not something that you have to experience over time sitting to, to listen to a piece of music from the beginning to the end it is gestalt it is there and you get an you see the overall impression of it. You see where its edges are, and you've decided that is complete. Uh, maybe you've maybe you're going to add to it later on because there's always that. I mean, this stuff is endless, <laughs> endless, endless possibilities. You might want to put it away, and then you're going to do some more. You know, because you're free. This is about freedom. 
Where else do we find that? Um, there are so many necessary compromises about living, about adult living, about living anyway, to allow yourself the freedom to do whatever you want. And which also an idea just popped up about what happens to us all is that feeling of, oh, I just ruined it. With this technique, that doesn't happen. There is no ruining. Not, not at this point, because all, all bets are off, all limitations. You are not looking for a finished, perfect product. You are in the process of exploring. This is all about exploring and finding out and searching and digging and going places with yourself that you didn't dream you had, that you didn't know you had. So you can keep going and going and going with this, with this painting. And actually I did that with one where I just kept layering and layering and layering. I just kept adding more and more and more. It had wax and it had paint and there were some figures there on a sea, and there were cliffs, and I just, it got darker and darker and darker and darker. And it's a very, very interesting place to go. I mean, if you just just do restraint, if you just do a simple black line, and, the, and it's all about the space, it's just interesting to experience that as the flip side to that, of what it looks like if you keep going and going and going. And it's very interesting, and it's very mysterious, and, um, you know, ultimately it'll be dark textures, but there'll still be, and maybe all the figures that you have in there, or the objects, or, or the, will will disappear into just a lot of texture. It's interesting in itself, and maybe you wouldn't have known that until you've gone that far. You're you're exploring the limits of everything there is within the idea of this medium. Um, so then what happens when you are, when this is really a part of yourself, it's maybe something that you're not sharing with people right at this time. It's still very, very private, but it becomes like doing anything, like eating or walking. It becomes part of you. It is something that you can't imagine being without point like a limb or well that happens to people <laughs> I have to keep <laughs> there are all these possibilities I keep sort of um yeah what's the word can't think of the word but you know sort of qualifying nice statements but um you know what I mean it's it's something that you're so used to that you can't imagine being without and um I feel that you're becoming a more whole human being because it's just something else that you can do. And it is it is so deeply creative and it is so all your own. It's your own thing. You have children, but they um, are quickly um, becoming an independent. And but this is yours. Um... So now other things started to happen to me where I no longer needed to do the continuity of the line. I could start jumping around, I could break that. And I, that, that happened naturally. 
as scenes and ideas. I was doing a continuous line and then a, a figure maybe formed and then a, a situation formed with that and um, and then the beauty of this was that it wasn't literal. You know, I wasn't staying in a literal world, in a world of realism. There were things happening. I remember one of my first paintings where just different um, people were showing up. There was an astronaut. There was a, a woman who looked like she'd lived in the Appalachian Mountains in the, I don't know, the 19th century. And just people were coming up, bubbling up from my subconscious and just felt compelled I had to do this object. It looked like a collage. All of these uh, people were just hanging in space, which actually was a precursor with, to what was going to happen later and continues to happen to me, where I a, a lot of my objects hang in space and don't seem to be relating to each other, although there is a relationship, but they're not touching each other. Um, so that's what started happening, is that naturally happened to me. Maybe something else will happen to you, but um, objects started appearing. And sometimes there was a journey between them, but sometimes they were just coming out as self-contained entities. And I was placing them now, I was arranging them in on this piece of paper. Are starting to arrange, which is what we do as human beings, don't we? I mean, we, we tidy things away. Um, we put things away. We put the socks in this drawer. We put, we lay the breakfast. We put it all, we organize where all the plates and forks are going for each person. And um, we arrange things. Why do we arrange things? We arrange things to be clear, to be organized to see things more clearly, to separate things out, um, so we know what their purpose is. Um, and we all do that, so there's no reason, this idea that there is some mystery to come to the whole idea, the traditional notion of composition. Mm, no, I don't think there are rules to that. I think it's a personal preference. Do you like things very organized, not much on your walls? just thinking about the interior of your house. Uh, is everything in its right place, where it should be? Is it of clean surfaces? Or do you like, uh, or does stuff build up? Or do you like um, the coziness of a lot of stuff? That comes out in your paintings. Um, or sometimes you can do the opposite of what you do in life, just to experience that. But that's really what's going on in paintings. You just, when you're going from the imagination, when you're, you're tapping into your unconscious, when you are autom allowing things to appear, apparently automatically, out of you without, uh, without um, co being conscious, con determining this consciously, you will find that you start arranging things. And all of this is just very, very revealing about how your mind is, how your personality is, how you, something, the essence of you, something actually beneath your personality in your mind. There's something essential to you about what, 
which is hard to describe, but whether you like space, whether you like confinement, whether you like things to be piled on top of each other, or whether you like things to be separated out um, so that you can see them clearly, um, that starts to emerge. And I think that's incredibly interesting. Um, and then you find yourself getting into patterns um, where you feel, realize that you have a visual signature, um, a visual language that is your own. Um, and that's fascinating. If you can see, if you can stand back, having been so close to this, you can now afford, since this is really something that has been assimilated, that is symbiotic as part of you, this, this activity. And maybe you're getting to the point where you can actually show a few things to people because um, when, you're, when you're feeling solid enough uh, in your own method, in your own uh, style or your own a way of doing this, of your own language, your own personality in this, uh, that might be a time that you let other people take a look and experience that surprise that they have, which is, oh, I didn't know you had this in you. I didn't know you had this. Um, because going back to this idea of technique, I mean, with, with this approach that I'm talking about, uh, which has this instinctive quality to it. The question is raised, but eh, but what are you making? I mean, it's just awful. It's just, I mean, it's so, it's so infantile. Whatever's coming out of you, there are all these criticisms can happen of, oh, it's so, uh, it looks so primitive, or it's, uh, what happened to technique? You seem to be forgetting about technique, or craft, or learning skills, surely that is an essential part of the business of art making. You are, you are completely ignoring that. What I'm suggesting is that technique should be a byproduct. It's a byproduct of something that is playful and that is joyful. When you make it a focus, you are clamping down, you are restricting, you are repressing um, a personal voice. All right, that's a bold, bold statement. Um, I've had experience with it. I've played, uh, I play classical flute. I've also played it in bands um, and used it as a means of composition. But I learnt classically and Maybe that's why this appeals to me, because I have assimilated what technique is. I was very devoted to the idea of technique, and I worked very, very hard in my adolescence, in my teens, on technically mastering this instrument so that it became completely fluid. It became fluid. When I picked it up, it was a part of me. And that approach was through technique. But there also came a lot of um, tension with the idea of that 
because it brought in the notion of perfection, that when you take technique to a certain point, to, uh, to an extreme, really, which classical music can do, because what's required of you is just so, so technically demanding that you really get into training with that. To get it into muscle memory, to get it so that it is, uh, you don't think about it, um, so that the whole thing is not conscious, it's just working. And part of that is mastering this instrument. And it, and it works. It works. But what has happened, the, what happens with that is it can squeeze out, well, basically the tail can wag the dog with that. It's, it's a fascinating exercise. I mean, a tail wagging the dog is a very interesting thing to see. And it's a very interesting thing to experience. I mean, I mean, go for it. But this is this is not what I'm saying, because um, I think there's too much emphasis on that. Uh, the idea of approaching anything from a structure, and I mean, it, it, finding expression in it. I did you do find expression? But I think it was the conf the freedom of composing um, where I didn't need that technique. I didn't need any technique, actually, because I then went on into pop and rock music, where that was another kind of composing, which did not involve the mathematical um, elements of writing music. That was another way of writing music. It was done in layers. And so it wasn't vertical because it wasn't about knowing each what well, each juncture at each uh, vertical point in the in the in the music what those notes were piling on were piling on and what what sort of theoretical mathematical sense they made um, at any given point it was much more free flowing in that you'd it was contrapuntal really is what building pop songs up in layers are. So um, so that's the thing about techniques. So I'm sure there's a massive element in me of uh, wanting to experience the other side of that, having been so consumed with that as a teenager. Um, but I think it's also an inhibitor if for the accessibility of any kind of creativity or action when you're feeling like, no, I can't do that because I need to learn the technique or I'm not going to get the technique or I'm not going to be any good at the technique. If you um, put that to one side, what I feel happens is that you assimilate technique as you go through this experimentation with the basic materials in the same way that I think a baby learns language. It's by immersion. Now, um, I don't, I don't, I just don't want to create any polarity about one thing is one side, one system is good. The other, the, the other is bad that it's all about, you know, not hating structure or hating, um, I mean, there's an element of that in me. You can hear that because that's by nature. I am 
uh, I tend to be very iconoclastic. That I love that, but um, really, they they are in harmony with each other, and you can't you can't take people and put them in different countries. You're going to have a a school where people are going to have to learn languages, and they're going to have to learn it logically. It's a fast way of doing it, and to teach them grammar is a way to do it, but um, and to get them up to speed fast. But I just really wonder if it, there isn't another way of doing that, even in the education system, which is more about immersion. And in fact, I had this idea, and these ideas are really stimulated from um, this, this idea of feeling your way um, in art, in painting. Um, I had this idea that you could teach language is, um, as music, because I don't think we listen to every, we, we don't listen to every word in conversation. We we get so much meaning from intonation, which is another way of saying music or pitch. Anyway, that's a whole thing. That's a whole idea, and it would involve a kind of a virtual being in a virtual scenario where you um, you see transactions going on around you, and for example, in French, you understand with this exchange of bread that pain is bread, that that sound of pain, pain is bread in French, in that country, which is France. <laughs> but so, and that, um, so this is this idea that technique happens naturally. It's not imposed on you, because I think that is what happens, just the more you do. Um, but you're approaching it, you're, 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 you're doing it because you want to do it. You just want to do the activity, not I ought, I should, I have to learn my times table, I have to learn how to decline certain nouns, that I have to learn the, um, no, it's, I think that as the more you, as you go along, you just become more accomplished. It's just the way it is. You become, you're more, you're at home with the medium, you know how it reacts and acts, you know how it moves on the surface. If you're going, if you're taking it off a surface, you start to understand how it operates in space, how things attach to each other in space. If you're making what's called a sculpture or 3D form, these things come from the natural sense of, of problem solving. Which, and it's, I think it's important in terms of ownership that it's yours, that it feels like yours, that it belongs to you. Um, I think that's a great thing rather than, okay, everybody come in, sit down, we're all going to learn how to print. Um, I think the idea of printing comes up because you're just discovering, you're finding ways, you you want to go somewhere different. You're thinking, okay, I'm applying paint with this tool. What if I did something else with the paint? What if I squeezed it? What if I placed an object on top of it? What if I cut it out and stuck it? What if, I think that that's, the human being does that. And it's so, exciting 
It's bec- and it's not prescribed. It's not a prescribed experience. It's an original, authentic experience that is your own. You're going to go through um, a weird feeling because I was so, so committed to this. And I'm part of a lot of my life has been an experiment in sort of hermetically sealing myself off from from influences, which is can't, isn't strictly true because I had a computer and I did become fascinated by watching documentaries of other artists because no man is an island. <laughs> it's dangerous to be that um, alone. But I, I really wanted to see what happened to me without being taught, I think. I, I watched these documentaries because it was just watching what other people did and feeling that commonality with someone else. Um, so I did do that a lot. Um, and then um, then I started, I, I was curious about galleries and um, I've been brought up to go to galleries since I was a kid. And uh, But that was a very, I had a certain way of, you know, feeling a bit in, overawed by galleries and not sure what was really going on in them. But I was used to the environment. So I went back in with this sort of interior, internalized experience of making stuff. And that was a whole other experience. Uh, and then I got, uh, as I kept going, I was doing things and finding my own techniques and just ha- chancing upon them like an explorer would a, a species or a, a, an island that no one's seen before. And then I'd get into um, a, a very well-known artist's, um, I come across, you know, a painting in a gallery full of different artists. And this one, I can remember this one particular painting by a very well-known artist. Well, and looking at it, I just thinking, oh, you do, I, 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 you do, I do that. I do that. You do that. I do that. Um, once again, I'm going to tantalize you about this particular artist, but I do have a, a kind of a connection with them and a sort of a sense of a real sort of similarity in our temperaments and color palettes and sensitivities and all that, you know, sensibilities, I mean, I mean sensibilities with this particular artist. But I, and I just, I, but how, I just, how could you do that? That's mine. (laughs) That's mine. So um, I'm going to talk about that, this idea of is there anything new under the sun at this point? and what that does to you and because I did I was shocked (laughs) I was shocked no that's mine I was shocked and I was in love at the same time I was outraged it was I was rooted to the ground thinking oh oh and then of course I had to discover everything about this artist and ah so there it is. I mean, regardless of shock and sort of feeling uh, betrayed or what an adventure, you know, what an adventure the whole thing is. Just from that simple starting point of your own space, your own bedroom, your own, and where it can take you. But you got to start and it's, you just got to start somewhere. It doesn't have to be like this. Um, 
doesn't have to be this technique of a continuous line and you can come you could do it by setting yourself this goal to jump you know it's really a mirror of your brain it's a, it's it's you could say that you're you're we know that synapses jump they they we make leaps in our thinking so you could start from that point um but the thing is that there are so many options that to it's this idea of limitless freedom actually ending up to being and being a nightmare because there are no boundaries and there are no no limits and it just becomes overwhelming it's really just a limitation it is a set of starting points um to keep things simple um because as we're finding out as i'm talking to you the ideas can become very complex and um and i'm very aware that what i'm saying could make no sense to some people i think there's a stage in my life where well i wouldn't have been interested because i've been far too interested in um just being being young and in the world and all those preoccupations but i think i'm i i get i try i'm trying to explain that what seems conf- uh inexplicable just trying to ground it and make it accessible um without avoiding concepts that are uh are complex about uh, the human existence about the nature of polarities in our life of of contrasts of opposites the nature of what is behind um existence uh because if you want to experience this fully i think those ideas come up and they come up um or they it's it's great to explain them maybe they don't come up but it's great to explain them because i think sometimes as artists we don't we can't really pinpoint what it is we're doing and that's when it becomes very confusing to people um who are looking from the outside in saying but why are you doing that that doesn't seem to be any point to that um so that's what i'm trying to do